Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back? Redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise Dice today. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Sylvania Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. Our coterie apprised Everett of the current situation. 
before her murder, Princess Cleopatra started the new hidden product against the objections of many. Now Everett must pretend to be the legitimate sheriff, and our coterie must keep the citizens of New Haven under control. Otherwise, every human and kindred alike will be liquidated. Amidst potential threats from the children of Lilith and an influx of kindred refugees putting stress on the town's blood supply, can the coterie contain a situation now with a potential drag problem on their hands? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Val, Doris, and Evie. It was a bit awkward. Uh, and Val, as always, was very angry through the whole process. But you managed to <laughs> shift Fabienne Lacroix's uh, paralyzed form into one of the three holding cells that you have. Uh, you've been getting weird cat calls from the other two cells. Just two voices being like, hey, why don't you let us out? We, we won't eat too many people. We're real good. We're real good. And then from, you know, the far end of the room, you're hearing something, but you can't even really make it out. You don't care. Uh, you're focused on what you're doing. Um, you have rations. You have Fabienne, who's been staked and is frozen. Uh, you obviously have the keys to the cell. Think of this as it's a very, it's a traditional kind of small hallway, this white, but white painted, but steel uh, bars to the cells. The white paint that was used on these cells, except for one, like, except for two handholds that you guys know of but no one else does, all included uh, silver flakes built into it. So it's physically painful for vampires to touch. So you don't have to worry about extremely strong vampires being able to break the bars. They can't do it. Cool. Um, but craftily built. So obviously you can lock the door. Uh, how do you want to go about doing this? And what do you all say now that you've met your new sheriff he kind of ate someone, and you've been attacked by frenzied vampires, which has never happened here before. This is a major escalation. Um, for the three of you, what you know is within the last week, there was another case where three vampires had hunger frenzied and kind of went rampant through a neighborhood. And it was one of the last things that happened. I don't think Doris or Evie would have actually gone out on this call. I think that would have been Rufus and Val. Uh, and Rufus and Val just put them down because they were in a residential neighborhood and they were going at like mm -hmm. mortal houses with a disturbing amount of success, but a pretty quick response. Because again, 14,000 people is the, the entire town. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Not a super long drive to get anywhere, but this feels like it must be linked to that and you don't have answers. Um. Yeah, I think Doris would want her stake back. Um <laughs> Val will walk into the cell and lay her down, like, on the cot or whatever, la the LaCroix, yep. and have some rations or whatever, probably break one open and put it on her face and leave another one in there, and then just pull out the stake and try and walk out and hope that she's distracted for long enough <laughs> okay. to shut the doors on her. <laughs> Can you roll me a stealth and dexterity? <laughs> Okay. Or do you think this is a straight up kind of like speed move? Like, what do you think the approach is? Is he yeah, trying to maybe sneak more, out unnoticed? Or? No, more like a speed move. Like for the moment that she's distracted by the blood, just like zip out. Yeah. Okay. Then I would say I would take athletics and either dexterity or strength, depending on how you think you're going. Okay. If it's a shove off out the door, strength. If you're dashing, then dexterity. But either okay. way, it would be athletics. Does my Does my celerity help at all in this? Yes, it's just, absolutely. It's just rapid reflexes, and it's free and yeah. passive. Free and passive. So what does it do mechanically? It I think it says that... Well, I have it written down somewhere. 
I've got I've got that as well, and I have it written down as keep looking because I definitely summarized. It says can take minor action for free per turn. Okay, yeah. If you can take a minor action for free, then I will say yes. You get out and can close the door. That's just you vampire zip. Like interview with the vampire where he's across the room and flips the light switch. It's just stake out outside immediately. Yep, and then shut the door, and then hand the stake back to Doris. Very kind of you. You know. My reading this morning said that there was a mystery afoot. Perhaps these frenzies are the mystery, and perhaps our new sheriff is here to help solve it. Do you think? It'd be nice to know why this keeps fucking happening. Inside the cell, Fabian is just attacking. Like, the first ration has been drained and just tearing open more and, like, spraying herself with blood in a frenzy to drink it all, but clearly doing what you'd intended. Ugh. You're welcome. <laughs> so there's a new sheriff. What if the new sheriff lets us out? We could join his deputies. We're super cool. Val is pointing the shotgun at these people. Yeah. Shut it, the fuck up. Uh, inside the cell are Kai and Bear, twin brothers. Uh, they're mixed race, white, Hispanic, and native, uh, but without any accents. Kai is slightly younger. Uh, Bear is elder. It's very important to them. No one would ever be able to tell. Uh, they both are physically about 16. Uh, intellectually about 12 uh, and they're both 50 years old uh, they just live like children they actually run the town's arcade which is known as chuckless cheese they decided to call it <laughs> um, they'd always wanted to own an arcade they keep getting arrested because they murder people and eat them however they've always managed to do it just outside of, of new haven's limits and every time you've caught them on the mortal's body has been a silvered weapon, so they've been able to successfully argue it's been self-defense every time. Uh, the same thing has happened now. I think you all may be hoping that the new sheriff might actually put them away for something. Um, and by put them away, I mean true death. Everything's true death. The Camarilla doesn't really have jail sentences. But they've been skating so far. So they don't respond to the shotgun at all. <laughs> Oh, you're not going to do that. We know because we're super cool. I'm Kai. I'm Bear. I'm older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But like, why don't you let us out? It was self defense. Can we can we talk somewhere else? Sure. Why don't you let us out? We'll talk with she you. Did wherever. not they're say that in, to them for sure. <laughs> they're both in white, uh, like Miami Vice style suits with slicked back hair uh, and sneakers. <laughs> One of them has Batman on the sneakers. The other has Robin. But come on, it'll be so fun. It'll be so she's, fun. She's Dor- walking out. She's Doris, walking out of here. Doris will just kind of look up at them because, again, she's five foot two. She'll just kind of look up at them and just say, if I were you, I would hope that I never get out because I can make you do things. Remember that? And then she'll just kind of like glide past them. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she can make you dance like a chicken. I bet she'll make you look like an idiot. Uh, and they just keep arguing. It seems like they're immune to fear, which all of you have kind of learned over time. But I think, Doris, you're still hoping that they'll learn to fear you. And I mean, I have accidentally scary as a specialty. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of that there. Yeah. Uh, Evie, you are left standing watching Fabienne uh, devouring these blood packs. Um. Yeah, I think I'm kind of like, honestly, just entranced by it. Like I can't look away. I'll, I'll, um, in a disgusted way, for sure. Um, Doris will stop by the door and see that you're entranced and just say, Evangeline. And I kind of like jump and say what and follow. 
Uh, so you all re-enter the desk area proper, and we cut back to uh, the the sheriff's office. And so, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know who that is. No, is she from yeah. Haven? It's uh, I, I I think she's living here. I'm sorry, I I didn't realize before I started asking. Uh, that's definitely not her last name. Um, <laughs> any uh, any old women, uh, single old women uh, living around here? It's a town of fourteen fourteen thousand. You said forty thousand. Yeah, yeah. Anyone? We got a retirement home, the Sunset Retirement Home. All right, all right. Uh, but uh, there's been nobody new here for several. Like people moved in about two months ago, and everything started, but not since then. Well, when uh, or where did they move in? Well, they moved into their houses. New Haven's only two months old. Oh, right. Sorry, you talk about Cleopatra, and I keep thinking this thing happened a long time ago. Well, she happened a long time ago, but New Haven is very new. Right, right. <laughs> So Maybe friends in Calgary, but uh, I, can't, I can't spare any officers. And well, here's the thing: if you're going to be the sheriff, then you just don't tell. Just tell the deputies you're working on a case, and you could just go off and look. Or we got some perpetrators in the cells on the other side. There's a kind bear, the psychopaths, and then there's somebody from the Notte Nostra who got kicked out, and he, we found him hiding in a shed. Uh. You could probably send him off looking for you in Calgary. He's got nothing to lose. <laughs> you got someone from the Note Nostra here? Yeah, he says he used to be in charge. His name's Alfred. Don't call him Alfred. He gets all pissed off. Alfred. <laughs> the Fang Rudy. He used to be in charge of the Note Nostra, but then somebody's named Damien Black sent someone to shoot him or something, so he ran and he hid here. But then he was eating squirrels. And we caught him in somebody's shed. Old Mr. Porter's shed. He was hiding under an inflatable boat. And then we arrested him. <laughs> For uh, uh, trespassing or Don't you squirrels? Oh, or... oh, no. Alabaster Cane's going to eat you alive. I'm going to find you something that explains the vampire laws. But the first, one of the big ones is you got to... Report to the prince when you show up. And with the princess being dead, they, any newcomer's got to come meet the sheriff, which is you. You're kind of the princess now. Right. So, oh, man. So the sheriff just kind of does everything, huh? Yeah, you're going to have to sentence those prisoners. So that's why I'm thinking maybe you could make use of them. Send them off to find the beef woman. Is that <laughs> is that a thing that the old sheriff used to do? He would leverage the labor force of prisoners i mean no but i don't want you to leave so i'm settling for what i can get <laughs> all right barty i'm not i'm not gonna leave all right okay that's but good. i need i need help i need your help you know okay what do i do well you sound like you know an awful lot about this place and i still have a lot of questions and there's a lot i don't know okay matter of fact i i haven't even been a vampire that long there's a lot of stuff about the wider vampire world that I don't know about. Forget this special project here in New Haven. Okay. So I'm going to need your your help, and I'm going to need you to advise me uh, uh, with a clear head. So I want to assuage 
any fears you have of me leaving. I'm not I'm not gonna leave. All right. Okay, can you roll me a persuasion? Uh and let's uh what what do you think you're trying to do? I'll I'll even allow it to theoretically be outside of your social, depending on how you think you would sell it. Uh I am trying to calm him down. Okay. Um, I'm basically just trying to it's a little bit like I'm trying to address his fears, a little bit like a checklist, though, because it is like you told me you're worried about me doing this. I'm not going to do that. So we're good. OK, now, why right? don't we go so with um, why don't we go with intelligence then? Just your okay. ability to read what his primary concerns are. And if you've got okay. the checklist, then that plus persuasion. Uh, great. So that's just intelligence then, because I, <laughs> I have no persuasion. <laughs> uh, one success. But I'll believe you because I don't got another fucking option. Light a cigarette. <laughs> Sounds like both of us. Ah, fuck, I don't need two. And he puts one out and he keeps the other. You don't need any ever again. I'm a ghoul. I'm going to live forever. I don't have a lot of experience or any really with ghouls, but I've found a lot of immortal beings still kind of expire. Oh no! Uh, oh I'm no! Hold start on! Start jogging hold on. again. No, I, I didn't want to startle you or nothing. I'm sure you're okay. gonna. I'm okay. sure you're gonna be fine. You'll live yeah, forever. No. I agree. I'll help you. I'm your co-sheriff. I do the daytime. You do the nighttime. You're the co-sheriff. Yeah, I'm the daytime sheriff. Sheriff Bart Corruptor. <laughs> All right, Bart. Listen, you got to go out there and start the new case of the frenzied eating everybody. But yeah, all right, I, I just got here. I'll yeah, look. well, they just fucking got here, too, and it was real bad. You I'll want like, me to do it? I'll stoop down and pick up my hat <laughs> and put it on my head. And, uh, Barty will shove himself out of his chair and just shove around past you and open the door and see the other three re-entering from the prison side and be like, Sheriff's ready to help you with the new case of the frenzies. Save us. Save us all. Then he'll shove Everett out and close the door and go back and sit and have like four more STs. So you are all in the central area. There are four desks. They've entered awkwardly, Val angrily, uh, and Everett, you've just been shoved out. Right. This Uh, is the first time you've all really had to face each other with that imminent combat uh, on your mind. Everett with his neck mangled, his uh, white button-up shirt stained red his chin probably drenched with uh with gore uh just kind of wipes at his jaw says uh hi there my name's uh everett fry and i'm the sheriff i was just uh being brought up to speed by uh co-sheriff bart over there um Thanks for your help just a minute ago there with them, uh, I don't know, frenzied vampires. Uh, why don't we do names? Um, like I said, I'm Everett Fry. Who who all are y'all? Uh, Doris is immediately going to, she's going to kind of like glide toward him. Um, and I mean, she's going to attempt to, as she says this, she's going to attempt to just kind of raise one long white finger and just put it to the blood that's coming out of his neck. She's not trying to, like, it's not like a jerky movement or anything like that. It's just like a touching 
I think I think Everett still kind of backs up until he bumps into a desk, and then you can and then you can close <laughs> yeah. the distance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she'll just kind of as she's touching it, she, she'll just say, uh, "My name's Doris Francis Barbara," and then she'll just kind of lick her finger with your blood. And I would like to um, cast a taste of blood to see nice. how to see how old he is, and um, like, yeah, just what's his general deal. Cool. How does that work mechanically, if you've got uh, it written down? Resolve plus blood sorcery. Nice. Let's roll it and see what happens. Does it give you a difficulty, or is it just a clean roll? Yeah, difficulty of three. Great. Let's see what happens. All right. Mm. Ooh, yes. That is, uh, that's a uh, three success. Yeah. Great. Um, you can tell Everett... Uh, I'm not going to go by canonically what you get because some of it's very mathematical. And I think this is more interesting, more what you're looking for anyways. Um, Everett is comparable to you and your companions in terms of blood generation. He's not uh, an elder. He's not like a super powerful vampire. He feels like he's a functional member of vampire society. He's not thin blooded, but he's not an elder. Uh, He was probably turned in the last few years. If you had to estimate, you don't think he's been undead for a terribly long amount of time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm tempted to give you more, but I think you got just the three successes. So I think he's a ventro, okay. uh, which means he will have feeding restrictions. Uh, and those are not logged. You don't know what the sheriff needs, but those things you'd all be some somewhat familiar with uh, because those would need to be tracked with the central blood bank here okay. to make sure that people's rations line up. So okay, something you could offer to help with now that you know he needs it. So yeah, she'll just, yeah, she'll take her finger away from her mouth and she'll just stare into your eyes and just say, uh, Oh, you're, you're a baby, aren't you? And then kind of look around to the the two others and just say, he's a baby, like you, Evangeline. Hi there, I'm Tom McGee, and I love stories. And odds are, if you're listening to our shows, you do too. So if you're wondering how you can help support our storytelling and world building and these wonderful characters and their sometimes ridiculous journeys, you can head on over to patreon.com slash dice. There you'll find a variety of different levels and different perks starting from as low as a dollar, which gets you into our Patreon-only Discord where you can talk about the latest episodes, all the twists and turns, and just generally hang out with some truly lovely people. There's a whole variety of levels with everything from advanced episodes, ad-free feeds, to of course at our $25 level getting to create your very own character who appears in some of our shows and sometimes becomes a a long-running friend or foe of our characters. So... If you want to get involved, if you want to help us tell more of these stories, then head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And help us create more of these fun adventures together. Dum-dums and dice would like to welcome you to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and I'm releasing my report on the Valentine Heresy. It's an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Join Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine and Laura Elizabeth and Tyler Hewitt as hive-bred siblings Lyric and Alto as this unlikely trio try to save the Emperor from a cabal of mysterious enemies in a series created by games master Tom McGee. Can these unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? Find out in the first episode of Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy. Available now. 
well, I'm, I'm not a baby. Um, to me, you are. Oh, and I, I just, I look, I said to her, you are. Right, right. I, <laughs> I get it now. All right. Uh, that's, uh, that's very nice. Uh, and I'll just like put my hands on both of her shoulders. It's kind of like gently kind of just move her to the side, kind of, uh, away from me. Um, <laughs> uh, that's, uh, nice to meet you, uh, Doris. Um, and he'll just kind of like nod, uh, over to, to you two, um, just begging for an exit from this conversation. Um, I, I will step forward, um, basically step like kind of briskly forward um, and just like put like the biggest smile on my face and just say like, I'm Evangeline Clark. And then I just like, I grip Everett's hand and I don't let go. And I just say, are you going to try to kill us too? Well, everyone's real uh, handsy here, huh? No, I'm not going to try to kill you. Uh, you're all my deputies right this is the the night shift as yes. i understand it yeah so are you gonna try to kill other citizens then i'm not i'm, I'm gonna try not to um you know uh uh that right there and i'd like gesture over to that nightmare pile unless someone's swept it up or something uh <laughs> yeah no uh, I'll, I'll i'll just glance over at that and i think probably go a shade paler um and and i'll say uh, that was Self-defense followed by a truly horrifying experience I am not looking to repeat. Okay, well, in the future, self-defense doesn't mean, like, draining their blood and potentially their soul and whatever else you were going to do, okay? Oh, okay. okay. And then she just <laughs> walks back. <laughs> um, Abby, can you roll me an insight plus wit? Insight plus wits. Okay. That is uh, two successes. Okay. Your response is completely the same and your emotion is completely the same. I will say you are surprised by how earnest his response is. You're used to high-powered or evil or like self-obsessed vampires kind of not being totally straight and you can see how shaken he was by what he did. So... I'm not saying you have to like him. You just, there's that balance of you cannot like him, but there's also something not entirely hostile about him. It just yeah. raises a question mark for you moving yeah. forward. No, that's good. Yeah. And oh. Val is standing the furthest away from, from him. Thank and she's God. kind of, she's Honestly. kind of standing like defensively with the shotgun, like over her shoulder. And she just says, I'm Val Miller. Just don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> she's really nice when you get to know her, right Val? And she'll just look at you she like a wide-eyed like, with a nice smile on her face. She's just making disgusted face. <laughs> yeah. I, I flex my hand uh, so that the blood can like flow back in from where <laughs> Evangeline was like crushing it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'll say, uh, I, I like her already. Uh, so, <sighs> look, it's... Uh, it's an early in the night. Uh, why don't we uh, kind of brainstorm around what could have caused this whole attack? Uh, we got we got more doors or something we can put up in case uh, more of these uh, folk start trying to barge in. 
Oh, uh, and you look over and see Troy just woke up. <laughs> oh, I picked him up. I thought I had like brought him back to my. Oh, okay. Oh, you brought him where? Up. Yeah. Upstairs. Oh, then he'll come in. I think he just okay. sees a pile and he's like, ah, he's still back. Now <laughs> <laughs> standing instead of waking up. Yeah. He's like, okay, uh, I'll deal. I'll deal with the door. So you guys do your do your cop stuff. Uh, and you see him go over to try to start putting that back up. Make sure to feed the children, Troy. We're going out. Okay. Yeah, you got it. You got it, Doris. You're the coolest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all she does. She just laughs. I like Everett looks at this like limp noodle of a of a man trying to repair doors that four feral vampires beat down, and you just say he's got that right. Uh, and he... You no, look go. over and you see him take out. Uh, I think as. <laughs> as he's defended by his friend. <laughs> uh, you see him, and he takes out one of the ration packs. You have you have seen now the ration packs that were thrown on the floor are silver or are just a traditional white sleeve. The one he mm. takes out is silver, and when he drinks it, he reaches down and just lifts the whole thing up as though he's super strong. Uh, for those of you who are you already live in New Haven, you're aware the silver packs are vampire blood, and it's intended to ghoul to allow the police officers to either okay. heal more quickly or use some vampire abilities. So he is using that uh, kind of vampire enhanced strength to be able to do that work. Oh, he's a ghoul? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. All the daytime officers in New Haven uh, have access to it. They don't all have to use it, but... Great. Uh, he's not much without it, and a bunch of frenzied vampires attacked today, so he's on board. Uh, yeah, because right. it, it, ghouling in Vampire the Masquerade, uh, from what I read, it's like ghouling affects, if they take a unit of vampire blood, it can affect them for a month. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. So, right. I, I'm not going quite there. I think they need to take it more than that, because that seems silly to me, but they are taking it. Okay. Uh, then Everett uh, just kind of stands there impressed, like kind of tilts his head, his hat back to like, uh, uh, and is just very uh, uh, kind of stands corrected. Um, <clears throat> and he'll say, uh, well, all right. Uh, do y'all have a, a meeting room or a, a someplace we can all sit down and chat about this? I've got a, got a lot to learn about this town. We can go upstairs. That's where I live. I can do a reading for you. Anywhere else? Uh, Abby just says, just like points, like her thumb over her shoulder says, yeah, the, 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 the conference room, the meeting room, the situation room, the room. Snaps his fingers like <laughs> conference room. Great. Uh, why don't we, uh, why don't we head in there? I, I think I'll be more comfortable in the conference room. I need to, uh, I need to change. Do we have like a, I'm the sheriff. Is it, do, I, do I have a uniform or something? I'm a I'm a mess. The sheriff has never had to wear a uniform. The sheriff is like a city cop. Like he's like a detective. He just wears the badge. No. And then she'll walk to the conference room. <laughs> conference room is right next to the sheriff's office. Great. Uh, and I will walk into the conference room as well. Again, just kind of gored up. <laughs> Um, yeah. I think, I think Doris will follow, and as she's following, she'll pull out of, like, one of the folds in her dress, she'll just pull out, like, a, like, a handkerchief. It's probably, like, a dainty lace handkerchief, and she'll hand it to him. 
Oh, uh, thank you. And I'll take it and... and I promise I'll, not to use it for a ritual later. See now, that... <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? Um, you I know just, what I... I, I like to... I like to set people at ease. That's why. You do. Oh, that's uh, that's very kind of you. You hang on to this. I'm gonna. I'll use my sleeve. That's fine. Uh, really want to just kind of focus in here. Does anyone know any of the people who attacked tonight? These are all citizens, right? So you've, you're all now. You've made your way into uh, the conference room. The conference room is also the interrogation room. There's just a table you trade out. Yeah. So right now it's a longer table, but it's a very cramped room with the one lamp overhead. We have a, a whiteboard. whiteboard. Yeah, a whiteboard. <laughs> I was going to say, Evie has to go to the whiteboard. Like she just kind of mm. walks to the whiteboard very, very officially and takes a marker and just like puts, basically puts the marker to the board and looks at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was one of yours. That's the one we got in the basement, sir. Uh, Aventru. Aventru. Oh, right. All right. Well, we don't all like stick together or anything. Um, I was gonna say you all Evie. have found this to be patently untrue. <laughs> Evie, Evie writes Ventru and then separate question mark question mark question mark. Oh, then seeing that she would she would say, "Oh, her name is uh, Fabienne Lacroix." Yeah, you, you, uh, the three of you would know that name. That's somebody yeah. who like is on the city council. The city council is like ten people, and they represent all the vampires. So, cool. That's also disturbing in that there's no reason um, she should in any way be having a hunger frenzy. She'd be the best fed of anybody, mm. especially in Ventru, which are highly organized, where she could probably just order like the bottom three people to not eat and take their <laughs> shit, and they'd never complain. Mm. Yeah, Ryan, did we know who the vampires were? that Val and the other sheriff killed? Were they also people from town or? Um, I would say the others would be people you would recognize from around town. Again, there are only like 175, 180 vampires total in the city and they all would be Mm -hmm. notable. So I think what we could do is if you want to do an awareness and then what skill do you think you'd be using to look through it? Because I think there would be when it's in conference room mode, let's say, there would be desktop computers set up. And you're like, you, you have to prep for an interrogation. In Camarilla law, it's traditionally put them in jail, declare them executed, execute them. There's not a lot of right. sit down right. and chat. So you've all got access to like, um, not maybe, great, but recent-ish desktops. For To know who those people were? Yeah. Uh, awareness and I get, I could, could I do composure? Sure, let's do that. Yeah, it's your ability to stay organized despite the fact that a man who sounds just like your dead father is running this meeting. Jesus. I hate, yeah, I hate this so much. <laughs> okay, so that's six for me and my one hunger dice. Um, I got four successes. All right, yeah, you can actually pull up uh, exactly who the other three were. All right. Um, none of them were, were top-ranking vampires. Uh, the Nosferatu's name uh, or his current mask was Thomas Jerry. Um, again, not a super <laughs> not a super important vampire. Like, the name's not one that rings any bells for you. Uh, the more interesting thing is tracking the clan, because there's mm-hmm. Nosferatu, who are one of 
what you would probably think of as the big four. Um, there were four clans who were the ones who were the most heavily invested in New Haven at its founding, because to take part in a venture like this is innately high risk. If it fails, mm. there's a lot of danger for everybody politically and personally. So the four clans that had the most to lose, and thus the four clans that were the ones who kind of bought in on this idea, were the Dosferatu, because they can't do the traditional masquerade because yeah. they are visibly monsters. Uh, the Gangrel, because they struggle with their kind of blending into animals in terms of frenzies and other things. The Malkavians, just because the madness that they're cursed with due to their bloodline can affect their ability to maintain the masquerade safely. Uh, and then the last one is uh, the Bruja, because they... Bruja, Bruja, I cannot find a consistent answer on how this is pronounced. Uh, let's just take a little poll here. B-R-U-J-A-H. What do we think collectively in our game that Bruja. should be Bruja. Bruja. I like the H. Bruja. <laughs> Bruja. Great. Because that's what I thought so too. And then I got screwed up by the internet. So it's Bruja. I love it. <laughs> uh, but the Bruja who are always, uh, generally speaking, the rebel ra like rabble rousers and antagonizers, this was a political movement for them. So those were the four mm. kind of central um, groups. Others have come in as refugees afterwards. For example, the Ventru, who would never willingly submit to an idea this egalitarian, mm. but better than getting you know blown up or eaten in Calgary. Uh, the second, uh, which was the Gangrel, uh, was named Brad Spitz. Uh, is the mask uh, that, that you have listed uh, again? Nothing notable. Not the weakest member of the clan in no way politically important, but clearly one of them you can recognize based on uh, you have photos and lists of abilities and things like that for, for members of the town, especially if they've had issues with the law. None of these had, but they were relatively later rivals. So you collected more info because it was less voluntary. Uh, and then the Mohawk uh, fighter is a Bruja, just known as Jay. Uh, there was no other part of the mask attached. Uh, she didn't even bother to put together a sin number or any other traditional mask materials. She had a name. Uh, she worked at the Central Mechanics Shop uh, run by uh, the Bruja in this area. But that's it. So three different members, all from the most powerful clans existing in the city and the leader of one of the less powerful clans. So... The flags for you collectively here, and you rolled pretty solidly on your awareness. It's it, this was not something that randomly happened to people all in one place. Because if it was, oh, this group was starving, you'd mm -hmm. think you'd have four from the same clan because they're very split up in the city, or people who lived close together. They're from all around, and because they're from politically necessary things, that's also a bit of a strange question mark. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Val, I don't know if you'd say all that out loud. You very well may have, and you could just say, "I say that," but. That's right. what you got. She she's just gonna <laughs> she's gonna like turn the computer <laughs> towards them and be like, "This is them," and then say like, um, "It uh, it it just doesn't make sense because it it seems more targeted, but I don't know why this happened and why think, it happened a week ago." I think it makes sense if you look at it from a. A political tack. It's what I would do. How do you mean? Well, if you want to take down something that you're against, you get everybody involved, don't you? Take it down from all corners. These were all from different clans. And uh, if everyone is united against something going wrong, then, uh, then they'll have to bring in the big guns, as they say. And that can't happen, because I, I can't be without this town. All right, so... Someone's unhappy about this being here, is what I would guess. Assuming you're right, 
assuming this is a conspiracy or that this is all being done on purpose. It's being orchestrated and organized. Who benefits from the collapse of New Haven? I mean, it's a steady food supply for vampires. Uh, Doesn't you seem all like- know the answer, so I'll, I'll let whoever okay. wants to tackle this answer have it. But the answer is uh, the Sabbat, the Anarchs, the Camarilla, every vampire organization that exists. This kind of egalitarianism means there's no more hunt. There's no more power play. There's no more living in the shadows. And it would cut down on use of powers. Essentially, it would make vampires equal to mortals. So there's not a lot of groups interested in that happening. Wasn't the Camarilla involved in this? Like, wasn't the vampire princess? Cleopatra did, who runs the local area. But that's like, it's a provincial program, not (laughs) necessarily supported by the federal or any other provinces. Val is going to look at Everett with disgust and then look at Doris and be like, how fucking young did you say he was? As... (laughs) As you're doing this, uh, Evie is writing on the board. <laughs> she says, uh, she says, intentional conspiracy. Like, who does it benefit? And it's just like, and then under that, she just writes every single fucking vampire organization ever and just like underlines it <laughs> big. <laughs> uh, and I think because you do actually have some knowledge from the things that have been going on, you would add um, Note Nostra and Children of Lilith to the list because those yeah. are the two actual groups that have been openly hostile with each other for control in this area. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, she'll look at Val and just say, just a few years. A blink of an eye, really. Mr. Fry, if that's your name. Well, Mr. Sheriff, you have to understand that some people don't like the finer things in life. They don't like peace and security and shiny things. Like me, like us. Those are the people that we're going to have to fight against. Those are the people you're going to have to defeat. Isn't this a pleasant mystery? Well, I've got good news and bad news. Uh, The good news is mystery solved. Everybody wants this place to be torn apart. And the bad news is I think they're going to get their way. I don't see how we can stop the Camarilla, the Sabbat, the Note Nostra. Uh, y'all might want to start thinking about contingency plans for, uh... Al's gonna stand up and slam the, the desk chair, like, against the wall and be like, thought you were supposed to be our fucking sheriff. What kind of, what kind of talk is that? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm afraid contingency plans aren't an option for me, sir. So you're gonna have to change that tune. And you hear a ding from the computer and Val, you look down uh, and you see that you've received an email from co-sheriff Bart from the other room. And it just says, check this out written in mostly caps, but like two letters that aren't as though someone doesn't even really get the computer. Uh, but when you open up the email, the rest of you end up crowding around, I think naturally, cause you want to know what Bart felt was that important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you open up and find a security camera file. And when you play it, it shows the front uh, the front parking area of the station. And two white vans pull up in front, 
One of them opens its side doors and four vampires are kicked out and race forwards into the building as it pulls away. Evie, you remember seeing those two vans drive past you when you were driving into work today because of your perception roll that was excellent. Right. And you realize these vampires didn't just come from anywhere. They came from somewhere. Uh, Everett, can you roll me an intelligence and an awareness? Awareness. There we go. Okay. Uh, that's two crits on the hunger dice again. <laughs> oh my god! No. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all clear now, and I start blasting. Start shooting up. <laughs> no, I think what happens is, um, the the email directed you through to the video of the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're watching on the original server uh, and you hit the space bar and you back up to the point where the van's door is closed before it opens. And you can all see the name Sunset Retirement Home emblazoned across uh, the van, at which point Everett, you know, you have the target, you know what you can do, you know, everything you need to know, and you delete the video file. So there is no more research that can be done. You have the Sunset Retirement Home, and that's all you need, according to you. Yeah. The rest uh, of your team, who've just heard you say that the city might be a lost cause, however, feel somewhat differently. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Lori Elizabeth at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan LaPlante at The Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and our show log was created by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Great Dane, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Pazat, 
Austin Nut Powers Fry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.